This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, rest fans? Welcome to the Basic Bookers Podcast. I am still your champ, Rich Riz, here with Jerry. Hello there. I don't like the way you say my name. Jerry. Jerry's good. Jerry. It's almost like you're the character from South Park. The one in the wheelchair with the big head. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. You know, the one with the turkey friend? Oh, Timmy! Yeah. Jerry, I did say Tim a few times. Let me ask you a question, Rich. Mm. Before we go in and get the ball rolling, Mm. I want to know, out of Raw and SmackDown, which roster got the most smoke? Bear in mind, I don't mean the one who got the Street Profits. Okay. The the brand that got the the most smoke. Uh, I should have freaking gone over the rosters. I have them in here in front no, of me. No, you don't get to look. I don't get to look. God damn it. Just off the top of your head. I'll say Raw because they got three out of five. Okay, so good. And now now, now we know what we're going to be looking at. And In my opinion, I don't know. Like, honestly, I could tell you we're going to go into it because mm-hmm. I have detail. I have everything set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much. You probably have the off-TV stuff. Yeah. I have the, yeah, 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 I have that too. So there were yeah. five trades. So once we go, once we go through Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. you can mention those. And also the blockbuster trade. We had to tune in to the, uh, what's that show called? Uh, Backstage? WWE yeah. Backstage mm-hmm. for. So I digress, Rich. How was your week? What brought you here to us? Uh, good week. Uh, I've been off all week, which is always a good time. Visited some friends upstate. Uh, today I walked here from my house, and I'm going to walk home, so that's three miles each way, so that's an exercise, which is good. Um, I do have a Buenia. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. You want to just go now? May as well. All right, because, like, the boo and the yeah, man, that's where me and you, we talk about what 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 are we truly booing at and what just makes us go, yeah. yeah. Or, like, like remember Little John? He's like, yeah. Or, like, okay. What? Yeah. Yes, I'm <laughs> going to start. I'm going to start with my boo. And my boo is 90% of everything that happened yesterday. Wow. Yesterday was... Thursday. Thursday. Kind of a shit day. So let's... Oh, oopsie. Starting now. now. There we go. So I was up in Malta, New York, which is a suburb of Albany. Um, So I started my day, you know, weak shower because it's outside the five boroughs and water pressure is weak. That's a damn shame. It sucks. Uh, four-hour train ride. Not wow. Fun. Not fun. Well, that includes, you know, it's two and a half hours on Amtrak, then an hour from Penn Station home, 
Well, if you're not by yourself, you got good company. It's, it's a great way to spend time. Yeah, but... I don't know. Because then you have no choice but to spend time with each other. Yeah, well, I went with my wife. We were both playing our, our phone games all this time. I was checking out the scenery because I had the window seat on the way back. Uh, nice scenery. You know, I had the river on the side, the Hudson. So I was looking across the river at the other side of New York. Anyway, this is a boo. So, get home, and there was a funky smell in the house, and I couldn't figure it out like it's it smells like there's a cat but there's no cat something like that yeah it kind of smelled like I, I got home my my mom was uh watching my stepson and I'm like did did you make hard boiled eggs she's like no she's looking at me like why would you even ask it's a, a weird thing? question yeah did you would you like some hard boiled eggs so like like <laughs> I, I i don't get it my wife went outside, she left the doors open, I didn't say anything, and she she knew, by the fact that I didn't tell her to shut the door, that I knew it was a bad smell, I didn't like it. So after my mom left, uh, we opened windows, tried to air it out, whatever. So, wife goes to bed, I'm watching, I don't know if I was watching NXT or All Elite at the time, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, the smell is not going away, what? Could it be? And I look up and I'm like, oh no. I was just hoping, like, if the mouse got into our ceiling and died. Oh. So I'm like. I know that smell. I'm like, you know. But, like, it, it's it's not that it smelled like rotten eggs or hard-boiled eggs or whatever. It's a smell that reminded me of that, you know? Like, it didn't exactly smell like it, but it's like, there's a similarity to the smell. The sense of smell is very, it's a very interesting thing because it's so intangible. Anyway, so I get on that ladder, put it in the middle of the living room, and I push up on the tiles on, because we have a drop ceiling and I can't lift the tile. It's not like it's painted on, it's just heavy. I'm like, that's not supposed to be heavy. Why is that heavy? So, I go, a couple tiles over, lift fine. I actually took my phone. I'll show you the videos later. I took I took videos of everywhere I looked because I figured, because I'm short, and I couldn't really get. Uh, I wish this could be Basement Booker's Facebook page content. Right? Man. I, 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 so I'm short, and I can't. I, I don't like heights as it is. And I didn't want to stick my head all the way up in the ceiling, you know? Because mm-hmm. I don't know what's waiting for me. So I took my phone, put the the light on and took video. Slowly panning, looking around, looking around, looking around. I get to where I couldn't lift the tile and so along the ceiling, above our drop ceiling, obviously is the regular ceiling, and there were tiles, like like floor tiles but made for the ceiling, right? So, the first two rows are fine, then you get to the third row of tiles, about a foot wide, maybe wider, maybe a foot and a half, and they had apparently all fallen and are now laying on top of our drop ceiling. And I'm looking, I'm like, that can't be good. No, it doesn't sound great to me. Not the source of the smell because there's no plumbing there, so nothing there will be wet. But not a good scenario. The plot thickens. Right. So I, I pan around, I pan around. The... That was actually the worst thing I saw up there, which is the good news. 
Bad news is, I did not find a dead rodent in my ceiling. But it is the good news. That is the good news. Also, the bad news is, if there is a dead rodent, and it's not in my ceiling, it means it's in the wall. Oh, I wish you could send smells to me, because I could tell you if it's a dead rat. Or in the floor. Okay. Or in in between our actual ceiling and the landlord's floor. I feel like a corpse of anything between anything's is just not a great smell. Not right. great for health. And- right. I was, I was kind of hoping I would find it and just be able to grab it and get rid of it. That was my hope. At friggin' 11 o'clock last night. This is what I did 11 o'clock last night. I'm on a ladder in one, two, three, four, five, five locations. You went to sleep house. late last night. I did. Went to sleep around one thirty or 2. I know. Because uh, I saw that you had... I saw you liked my post, too, yep. on the Fit Club. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's still up. I'm like, why am I up? I went to sleep at like 2 o'clock. Crazy. That's like, that's almost wake-up time for you. Listen, I was... Trying to, I, I, I guess that'll be my yeah. Once yours is, you know, did you do everything for your boo? Not quite. Cause then I'll save it. It's better that I know the end of the story. Right. Not quite. So, so that's all for the smell. But then again, so, so like, oh, so I watched. That sounds like a story. Right. So I, I like watched. Book. I watched NXT. I shut everything down. Hung out with the wife before she went to bed. And then I went up there and everything. And I. Went to watch All Elite. And I turn everything on. Receiver clicks on. TV clicks on. I hear another click, which I'm not supposed to hear. And the receiver is off and the TV is off. Like, no light on the TV. There's supposed to be a red light when it's powered down in standby mode. There's no red light. I'm like, oh, that ain't good. So I look at the search detector. A couple lights are on. Looks normal. The Xbox works. DVD player does not. Receiver doesn't come on. Nothing. Same with the TV. So, I'm like, alright. Obviously, part of the search detector just blew out. Fortunately, we had a spare in the bedroom. A floor outlet. I brought it into the living room. Thankfully, we are not using the air conditioner anymore. So, that outlet was free. The extension for it, rather. So I plugged this four outlet thing into that. I plugged the TV into that. I plugged the receiver into that. The headphones, because we have wireless headphones, plug that in because that wasn't working either. And it's set. It's back to quote unquote normal until I can go back to work and buy a new actual real search protector. Wish I had wireless headphones. Sometimes you're watching TV and it's late and or early. You don't want to wake anybody. It's mm-hmm. like... The only solution for me is I'd have to turn on my PlayStation mm-hmm. and put my remote into my head. Like, I have to have a controller near me. Yeah. And instead of doing it through the Roku that's in the TV, mm-hmm. I'm doing it through the Hulu on the PlayStation. Well, your Roku remote should have a headphone jack on it. It doesn't. Oh, okay. So, some of them do. Yeah. Um, I actually, I do that. My headphones, my, my headset that I bought to play Xbox with that plugs into the Xbox remote, I can actually use those. For if I'm running an app through the T uh through the Xbox, um the audio will come through. Same stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good stuff. So that was my yesterday, and that was my boo. Well, then and now since the ball is in my court, that I have to yeah at you. The yeah, yeah is that last night struck 
with the inspiration to make a change in the basement booker's Facebook page. No longer. No longer do you have uh, a, a, a banner you can barely read because I was too stubborn to change it because it took me a long time to make it in the first place. <laughs> you were stubborn about that. I kept it simple. It looks... I, I, I thought, you know what? Simplicity might be fine. And there we go. There it is. Season two. Season two. And also, new basement bookers fi- picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time. It is time since eventually one of us will be 40. We might as well have a more mature appearance. Yeah, whose wedding was that? Uh, Garuch. Okay, cool. Yeah. That that was actually, yeah, that sh- I should have realized that was the only wedding we've gone to together that was not yours or mine or Farron Sisters. We went to Tim and Aliana's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that too. Okay. okay. So, yeah, that was... That was my, yeah, I'm trying to make things a little bit better looking. So I'm going to also try to fix the basic Booker's Twitter that we don't use, but at least it'll look cool. Cool. Cool, cool. Can't wait for that. Yeah. So now you have a yeah? Uh, I have a yeah. Uh, so my yeah is just in general going to visit friends like that. My buddies, they, uh, my friends Tim and Eliana, they recently moved upstate to. Well, isn't Tim a former inconsequential champion? Tim is a former inconsequential champion. I forgot about that. One of us has to remember something. Uh, yeah, you know, it ain't me. So, uh, they moved up to Malta, New York, which, as I mentioned earlier, is a suburb of Albany. Uh, his wife, also a good friend of mine, Eliana, is six months pregnant. Um, with their son, hopefully will be very healthy. Seems so, so far. We've got to watch the 3D sonogram video of him swimming around in there, chilling. Cool. A lot of sleeping. I only have a 3D sonogram photo of my daughter. I never saw a video. It might have been, it was, you know, a while ago. The technology was new. Yeah, true that. Um, so we played a bunch of board games on their PlayStation Interesting. It was interesting. So they downloaded Uno for the PlayStation. Everyone, you get your hand in your phone and you control it through your phone. I like then, that. And then the board shows up on the screen. Yeah, I like that. Because then you have to follow the rules. Yeah. Nobody can make up their own shit. Yeah, and you you set the rules in advance. Whether, okay. Like whether or not you can stack. And plus... starting now. I said. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> I missed it. That's um, right. That's so you, you set the rules in advance, whether like whether or not you can stack plus twos, or whether you have to. I don't remember. Like there are like five or six ru- different rules that you set in advance, whether or not they're uh, sounds great. Applied. We also play a couple of games in the You Don't Know Jack series. I have that. None, I have those on mine. Neither of them were the actual You Don't Know Jack games. Um, I don't remember the name. Of either of them. One of them was sort of like, uh, I think it's called like It's All About You or It's All About Me or something like that. Okay. And basically, like, you start out, you take a, you take a wacky photo of yourself and it goes up there and it's, it asks you questions of among your group, who's most likely to do this or whatever. And whoever, whichever answer most people agree with, those people get points. Okay. It's, it, it's a fun game. And there was another game. Um, I know the game. Yeah. I remember it was free for a little bit. I don't, I might have it. Um, the other game was, not February. So, something about lying. 
Okay. Um, but but it was also it was kind of similar. It gives you like a topic and a question, and it asks you to make up a lie uh, as far as what the answer is, and then everyone has to guess the answer. Okay. And if they fall for your lie, you get X amount of points. If you get it, if you um, guess the right answer, I think you get like extra points. Um, it was fun, a lot of fun. Um, went to dinner. Uh, once had burgers the first night that Tim made, which were very yummy. And Eliana made this um pasta salad, also very yummy. Um, so yeah, just you know, getting out of your normal routine, going someplace new. I never knew there was a Malta in New York. My wife kept saying it Malta, and I'm like, no, it's not like the beverage, right? Or like the city in Peru. Like, no, we're not in Peru. It's not Malta. It's Malta. I love that shit. <laughs> I never had Starting it. Starting now. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, yeah Malta. That's like that's by Goya, right? Yes. Okay. Sometimes, like coconut water. I've seen like Malta Goya. Coconut I don't water know or something. I, I used to drink it like when I was very young. Mm-hmm. So it was always like. You know, wasn't the tastiest beverage, but it got me ready for beer. So nice. Like, you know, uh, was it, wait, was it a malt liquor? No. Oh, it's it's part of it. It's like a malt, mm-hmm. but not like a okay. liquor. But not like a like a chocolate malt. Like no, a, like a malted shake, which is I love. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I had such yummy fatty desserts. I'm gonna give my boo now. Go for it. I can't wait. I can. Uh, all right. So I jammed my finger at work on Monday. Which finger? Because I can see it, but it's, they can't. It's my pointer finger on so my left hand, which is my mm-hmm. dominant hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm cleaning up after the dog, and she's a puppy, but she's a boxer, mm-hmm. and she's very excited. So I'm, I'm I lift the grid, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like a great. But not, but a little bit more comfortable to get the, to clean it up a little bit to, you know, so it, the, it doesn't get to the dog. But she jumps on it when my finger's like there mm-hmm. and it's not, it's heavy mm-hmm. and it pushes it kind of down. And yeah, and that happened in the morning. Wow. So right at the start of my day, it's still kind of like I can't, I, I, I can bend it. I can see it's swollen. Yeah. From here, I can tell. Yeah, it's just swole, but I keep having to ice it, and I figure eventually... It's not swole. It's swollen. It's so swole. Swole means super muscular, and it's, it, it's swollen. Just because I have the most swollest pointer <laughs> finger doesn't mean you have to be jealous, okay? <laughs> don't don't not, even worry about it. That's what it is. Listen, <laughs> I get it. I feel it. Like, you have the green eyes of envy, okay? So, yeah, I didn't go to the doctor... Uh, I just been icing it mm-hmm. like fifteen minutes, you know, every hour, mm-hmm. and according to the internet, it should be fine in like a week or two. Cool. So, let's, and uh, that's it. Let's all hope and pray for your speedy recovery. Thoughts and prayers, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the injustices going on in the world. If you could just spare a couple of seconds of your day mm-hmm. and your prayers, you know. It's send them this way. That is, I, I mean, I know from personal experience, that is your most pointingest of pointer fingers. It is, and I, it's also for PlayStation, so I can't, mm. now I can't, you know, I can kind of, 
you know, but like I could do my FPS is just fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really get to play PlayStation since I've been injured. Wow, that sucks. So that's no, not too bad, you know. I got to practice my aim a little bit, watch some TV. While we're on that topic, cool, sec- I like it. A secondary boo. Oh my goodness, you're breaking all the rules. It's, it's not a second boo. It's not an actual boo. I just need to rant on this. Okay. And I, I know that anyone anyone that listens... And then that'll bring us into real fake fake news about real sports. And entertainment. And entertainment. Yes. Okay. Um, now, anyone that knows me pro- can probably figure out what it is I'm going to talk about. And it was last week's Fortnite event. Oh, now... A day without Fortnite? I, I was, <laughs> so I was watching the event. Right? I was watching live um, on stream. No. Because <laughs> I didn't want to just get into the game and watch it, you know? Yeah. I, I, want, I wanted to see it. So I'm watching, and the event happens where, like, you know, it's time, the rocket hits, the meteors hit, well, everything hits at once, and the player is shot off. Have you seen it? No. Okay. So the player is shot off the map. And then another explosion happens that shoots you out into space. Okay. You're an avatar, so you're fine. Um, and then everything gets sucked back in, kind of like it's a black hole, like a singularity. And then a ring appears on your screen, kind of looks like an eclipse. Everyone was calling it a black hole because but, it sucks things in. Right, but it's not a black hole because a black hole cannot emit light, and light was sort of coming out of it. This ring was on the screen for a day and a half. <laughs> I heard about this, but uh, they must have been losing their minds. People were. Some, they thought their stuff was gone. Yeah. Like everything they worked for. They, I, like it's actual real stuff. Like, I get it. They needed to take their servers down for this completely ridiculously large 26 gigabytes, by the way. Update. This sounds like a movie from like 10 years ago. Right. Tw- the, the update was 26 gigabytes. They had to take their servers down. It's a whole new map. There are new abilities. You can swim. They have boats that can actually work on land, but as, as you go on land, it's the boat's HP goes down. Makes sense. Which does make sense, but it's... Boats it, live off of water. Everyone knows that. Exactly. But like... 800 HP is its max. It only HP the boat's HP only goes down like one tick per second. Okay. Of land travel, which I feel like it should be more, maybe five ticks per second. Can you destroy your boat and use it for parts? You can destroy. Uh, yeah. That's you can. smart. But I feel like the that should be more. But I, I, you know, they change stuff constantly, so maybe they'll revisit that. Um, you can fish. There are items that take up two item slots. A whole bunch of Formerly awesome items were now vaulted. It's it's literally a whole new game. This doesn't sound like a boo so much as another boo. Yeah, you son of a bitch. No, I, the it, champion taking liberties, <laughs> getting another boo in the yeah. No, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm ranting. Yeah, I'm, but it I'm looks like it's good and bad though. It doesn't look like it's all bad. You're right. You're right. But like, if you're gonna take a game down for a day and a half, just say you're gonna take your game down for a day and a half. Don't take it down for a day and a half. Call it an event, and Fortnite was actually streaming it. Um, honestly, I think they handled it pretty well because, in that case, you're all together as a community, just you know, 
instead of playing a game, you guys are talking and hanging out with each other. Right. Because a lot of people were watching. Right. And oh, and part of why they did it the way they did was to get publicity. Exactly. They had Lady Gaga at tweet. She tweeted out on Twitter, what is Fortnite? Wow. Yeah. It even got to her. Huh. And she's super busy doing Gaga stuff. You think about that for a second. Huh. Crazy. To which Ninja tweeted at her, he's like, ask Drake. <laughs> so, that's about the extent of my conversation on the Fortnite. Oh, did you hear what happened? Uh, Lady Gaga concert? Like, she, she called, a uh, uh, audience member on stage, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to catch her. But the guy caught her, and they both fell. Like, he dropped her. Jeez. So, like, but she's fine. Like a trust fall? Almost. Hmm. No, it's kind of like, you know, you jump into somebody's arms or whatever, like, oh. Oh, okay. This? You know, but the guy, he lost his footing. And people were worried because she's got, like, uh, fibromyalgia or something. Oh, jeez. And, like, but luckily she wasn't hurt, and she's like, you know, it was also my fault, too. Don't bully him, you know, because you know how vicious people can be. Yeah. Like, damn it! <laughs> Starting That wasn't now. a curse. <laughs> Well, it depends on who you talk to. Now I gotta hold this thing. I hate holding my phone. You see why you have to keep it in a case? Because when it's not in a case, it just slides out. Mm-hmm. It just slides out all willy nilly, like it's lubed up or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's get into fake news about um, real sports and entertainment. Cool. Uh, everything here is. This is a wrestling podcast. Yes, everything here is public knowledge. This will all be quick. Uh, report. Uh, actually, no, not reports indicate proven. Shotzi Blackheart signed with NXT following an in-ring segment at a recent Evolve show where William Regal actually came to the ring and offered her a spot on the roster. And if you see the video, she gets all emotional and everything. I saw it the night of, which cool. is cool. Yeah, that's cool. I just saw it today because I, you know, I do media blackout until I have to prep for the podcast because I want to just do it all in one shot. Well, one of us doesn't do that just in case there's something I have to put. To the Facebook to get it out to the people. There you go. Yeah. On a similar note, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, this has not yet been confirmed. Scarlett Bordeaux recently signed with WWE, citing her pulling out of some future dates following a tryout at the Performance Center. It's another thing we discussed. Yes, briefly. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I guess this is just adding to the speculation. I really hope it's true. Um, I actually went back and watched her appearance, her her prior appearance on Raw, where she lost a squash match to. Nia Jax. Sorry, an enhancement match. She was actually interviewed beforehand. Wow, that's unheard of. Yeah, it was on, on Raw. Charlie, uh, maybe it was Charlie Cruz. One of the interviewers um, asked her why she feels like she, um, how she feels about facing Nia Jax. And she was wearing, uh, oh, she was wearing a Sasha Banks shirt. And uh, this is when Nia Jax was feeling Sasha Banks. She's like, you know, I, I just want to come out here and try try as hard as I can. I know... I'm the underdog against Nia Jax, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping to channel my hero, Sasha Banks, blah, blah, blah. So, obviously, it was a Facebook. Po- that face sounds promo. familiar. Yeah. So, that was her. Oh, cool. And they, but they only called her Scarlet. All right. That's half a name. So, yeah. yeah all right. Cool, cool. That's so, it was good. a squash match, and then I think Nia, like, hit her with one move afterwards. And that was it. Um, yeah, she's, like, the worst character on Total Divas. She's, like, so unlikable. You could have just ended that with the worst. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> like, 
She's definitely playing heel on that show. Yeah. I saw some of Total Divas, I think, last week because it aired after Raw. I was just sitting there. Yeah, I watched a lot of wrestling this week. It's all yeah. it's all starting to have an effect on my brain. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Ember Moon is out with either an Achilles or ankle injury. No, it hasn't been confirmed which it is. With no return date known at the moment. Mike Canellas asked for his release this week. Uh, he noted on social media that, quote, working one day a week is just not going to cut it for me. I came to WWE to work, and that opportunity does not exist right now. I respect mm-hmm. how he feels, mm-hmm. but given the alternative, doing what I do, I wouldn't mind working the one day. I hear you. It um, doesn't bother me. But I can see as an artist, like I like we've had discussions about like Dean Ambrose and mm-hmm. Cody and things like that. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I understand. Right. Some people want to create art and one day to do that is not enough. Right. On the other hand, it's like, how bad do you want this kid? Mm-hmm. Just keep, like, sometimes it doesn't work out most times, but sometimes, you know. And p- part of it is. It works. Part of it is he feels like he's on the road all week, but only getting to work once a week. So yeah. why is he missing out on his ki- like his two kids first, everything. That I understand too. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that back. Right, exactly. So, so if yeah, if he's not working, he wants to be home. A hundred percent um behind him. I support him. I hope they approve his release. I hope whatever he does post WWE he finds happiness, whether it's just staying home with the kids and let Maria make the money, which personally I kinda feel like they hired him because it was a package deal with Maria. I kinda wish something went like with that storyline, like that uh, whole. Now we're never gonna know the cuck thing. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> or maybe she, maybe she'll stay. Maybe they'll continue the storyline with her just abusing him without even saying his name. Say my husband, blah blah, whatever. He couldn't. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Now he doesn't even show up to work. I don't know. Whatever. Like they, they don't have to completely shut the door on it. Okay. Um, I don't see them not shutting the door on it though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold out hope. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of. Uh, well, when we get into it, well, there's a lot. Yeah, I feel like we went through the ringer this week. At least for me, like I'm not gonna spoil it when we talk about it. But yeah, I'm, you I'm, watch, I'm curious to see you what your N- feelings are. You watch NXT this week? Like I said, I did. That's the one wrestling that's I didn't, didn't see. Okay, so you we each watched four out of five wrestling shows this week. But did you watch Total Divas this week? No, I did. I could t- I consider that to be that's, wrestling. That's work. That's work too. <laughs> La- last quick hit, and this is least important of them all. Yeah, maybe subjective. Yeah. Uh, w announced Bruce Pritchard is replacing Eric Bischoff in what was supposed to be his role as executive director of SmackDown. It was originally uh, Pritchard that pulled to have Bischoff put into that spot. Um, there are sort of conflicting reports as to whether Bischoff left or whether they let him go. Yeah, I and I don't think he was necessarily in charge. I think he was overseeing creative. Right. Is what they were saying. Yeah, it hadn't gotten to the point yet where he actually had creative control. Yeah. We don't know the reasons for that. Um, what I'm hearing is that they're using him as a scapegoat for like the low, the ratings not being high enough. Yeah, that, uh, on SmackDown. I don't know if that starts with Friday night. Ryan Ward. Him, right? It was him. 
Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it was the guy that they put on, put on like, temporary leave that they're probably just not going to bring him back. Uh, whatever. There's a lot. There's a lot of politics involved, and we literally are just two idiots. We're just speculating. We're two idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our... Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Our knowledge of this is what any schmo can find online. I would honestly. say that we have the least amount of knowledge, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, honestly, do. I don't know about you, but I take pride in that. I take pride in knowing as much as I know that everyone else can also know. You know? Yes. So, we had the draft. Do you want to start with that? All right, well, let's start. Let's start. I, I know the, I know you got like full recaps there. Listen, it's not full recaps. It's more like summaries. Summaries, sorry. All right. So, here we go. So, let the record show everyone that I freaking watched Raw and SmackDown twice this week. So, that that's a lot of work. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this. So it's live from Las Vegas. It's the first night of the draft, and the big dog Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins battle to see which brand gets the first draft pick. I already called BS. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if Raw is getting three and SmackDown is getting two. What are you going to do? Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, or SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, Raw? I don't know. I think the drama is like that determines which network gets to make the first pick. So if you pick. If you pick the guy first, then the other guys can't get it. You so, know what I'm saying? So every match that they're going to have for the for with that, which there were two, one for Raw, sorry, one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Let's go in chronological order here. Raw wins, right? So, but we don't know that because SmackDown and then Raw. So where was I? So you're right, but you're you're out of continuity because this is the first night, right? So they they had a, the two had a, the two wrestle a decent match only for the fiend to show up and attempt to drag Rollins down to hell. Mm-hmm. The fiend then disappears and reappears on the ramp as we cut to commercial. We get our first of many. We come back and we get our first of many pointless glimpses of actors pretending to be network executives act excited about getting what they want. So bad. I'm I'm like my eyes almost rolled into the back of my head and just fell down my throat. Like I don't I, know how that works, but I want to specifically call out the guy with the bootleg warrior face paint, the football robot, and the football robot. Right, one hundred percent. Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. I think it was a guy with luchador mask too. Yes. Uh, we are told that over seventy superstars have been placed into this year's draft. Thirty superstars are eligible to be drafted tonight, meaning Friday, obviously, and forty superstars on Monday night. For every two picks SmackDown gets, Raw gets three. Mm-hmm. The tag teams will count as one unless USA or Fox wants to pick a superstar from the team. Any undrafted superstars will immediately be declared free agents and able to sign with the brand of their choosing. So then Steph comes out saying, oh, hey, what? You, whoa, whoa, how come you guys aren't booing me? I'm a bad guy. Ugh. Yeah, that was stupid. You know? So, of course, the first... First round draft pick, first pick is the man, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Roman Reigns for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The OC, which is including AJ, St- it's AJ Styles and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The mm-hmm. whole the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be on Raw. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They specifically said Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to, but we'll talk about that. Yes. Uh, and Drew McIntyre for Raw. 
where he belongs. Exactly. Now you have there's a panel of Booker T, Renee, uh, Beth Phoenix, and Samoa Joe with his pink cast. Exactly, which is interesting. Is it because of the cancer thing? Are they doing it because of the cancer? Oh, that's month? interesting. Possibly. Yeah. It's interesting that a heel would do that. Um. Oh yeah. So they have the panel, mm. and I couldn't tell you what they said aside from Samoa Joe being glad that Renee is keeping the lights on at her house. Yeah, and Booker Shucky Ducky. Yeah, that I. I giggle a little bit. <laughs> so then we get a match between King Corbin and Shorty Gable. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I like about Corbin. And it's that Corbin gave, he decreed that Shorty Gable be Chad Gable's name. Mm-hmm. I like that because that's a, that's a thing that unrelated to wrestling, but maybe it is because he is a Hall of Famer. What Donald Trump did when he was getting elected was he'd give everybody nicknames and it would just stick and it would use and it would just he'd use it to annihilate them. He had Crooked Hillary. Mm-hmm. He had no no energy low energy Jeb Bush. Hmm. And um there's like there's a few of them, but it just stuck to them and like other people will call them that. And he'll just use that against them. Because newspapers and Exactly. And like nicknames are catchy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I'm hoping like he'll keep doing that. Like he'll just make fun of people and they'll just like their name will just stick and that's what you call them too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how The Rock and Becky got him to be called STD. Which yeah. by the way, very disappointed. No STD chance nope. that I remember. I've, do- I've done that too. Remember Grandma? Huh? Remember Grandma? Yeah. <laughs> that the, stuck. The man named Grandma. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So King Harbin wins with the end of days. And now we're on round two. Uh, the draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw gets Randy Orton, Ricochet, Bobby Bobby Lashley, Mr. Steel, your wife himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown gets the boss, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole needed to say boss time. Also, her hair is blue. Come on, guys. Yeah, duh. And uh, Braun Strowman. Braun. Uh, next, we get the beast. The beast! Brock Lesnar is here. And Paul Heyman tells us what normal people do with their fears. The one thing in life Brock Lesnar fears is the night Cain Velasquez beat him blood, beaten, beat, bloodied, and victimized the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. An unheard of first round TKO. Brock made no excuses because that's the kind of fighter Cain Velasquez truly is. Great way to put Cain over. Exactly. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar does not fear fear. He embraces his fears because he conquers his fears. And you know those suplexes, the best ones, he does requires embracing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get that German. Yep. You know? So Paul says more of the same. Ray comes out with Cain. They show shots from the fight Brock lost. And you see that Cain left that scar on the Brock's eye. Kane says in Spanish that he's going to give him a matching scar to the other side of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the next bit, you get a, a New Day beating the OC, uh, Kofi getting the pin on AJ, and uh, from what we'll find out later on, that'll be the last time those guys clash. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, Until the next draft. Until the next draft, or pay-per-view, or as spoiler for later, if this even lasts. Yeah. Um, so now we're back with round three. Uh, Raw gets Alexa Bliss. Now this I found interesting, but this is the only time in the entirety of, of the draft, even on Raw, that you see disappointment that they couldn't get her. Yeah. 
Like that's the only time which like you know, maybe it's nothing. Uh There was there was one other. Who? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I didn't Cuz I watched it. It, I watched today and um last Friday. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure there was there was one other. Okay, might, so might have been on Monday. You're probably right. So after so Alexa, Kevin Owens to Raw. Um I think I missed something. Oh, Natty to Raw. Natty to Raw. There you go. Yeah. So now, and then SmackDown gets, and let's put a fucking pin into this right here. SmackDown got now. Starting now, SmackDown (laughs) got Lacey Evans and Mm -hmm. the Revival. Mm -hmm. You obviously know why I'm like, I'm confused right now. I'm confused because when we get to Raw, it'll all make sense. Okay. Um. So in round four, Raw got the Viking Raiders, Nikki Cross, Street Profits, SmackDown got Lucha House Party and Heavy Machinery. Why didn't they just draft Alexa and Nikki as a tag team in the first place? I saw a rumor that um they had they A, they needed Raw to have one fewer draft pick. Okay. So that was their way of doing that. And B, apparently the WWE website leaked the entirety of the draft hmm. before the draft happened. Wow. Somebody got fired. Yeah. Supposedly <laughs> it was a miscommunication on a couple of um on a couple of levels. That first, um they were told put this put this up. Uh put these names in alphabetical order. And they didn't. They actually put put uh put them up in the actual order they were drafted. Uh, before the draft even happened. But, um, they ended up swapping some names around on the fly. That might have been one of the things that got swapped. Because, like, they had, they either didn't take it down or they didn't take it down before someone screenshotted it and posted it. Um, but people, like, online they were able to predict because they had, they had the original list. Uh, they're like, oh, this guy's gonna be next. Boom, man, that guy's next. Hey! Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Big botch. Yeah, that that makes that makes the those uh, war room scenes even more dumb. Exactly. Also, the point that um, Alexa Bliss had a tremendous singles career. Maybe they wanted they brought Alexa over. Like, let, let let's believe the, the storyline for a moment that it's actually the executives doing making this decision. Maybe they want to push her in a singles role and push Nikki Cross in a singles role. Maybe, but then SmackDown did the block quote blockbuster trade. They got Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, well, as a team, you understand? Listen, so it's kind of to me. It's like they gave. They said, "Oh, in the future, that Raw will get an extra pick or something." But the draft is over. Maybe the next. Are you talking about next fucking year? Starting Starting now, now. (laughs) you know what I mean. No one's gonna remember. It's really confusing. They 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 said we'll do it next time. Now go run along, have fun, go play. Here's two for one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, um, so then we're treated with the main event, which is Bailey Mm -hmm. getting a rematch for her SmackDown Championship. What earned her the rematch? Because there's no rematch. Friday Night SmackDown. So, the champion Charlotte arrives first, as is custom. Wait, what? Right. But why? 
for dramatic effect because as you will soon see, while Bailey does does come out business as usual with her two men and all, mm -hmm. the music stops. You see Bailey, she has a new haircut, which she reveals by throwing a hood back, AJ Styles. I love it by the way. Which is yeah, I really like her haircut. Mm -hmm. She has a new haircut and a custom made tube man slaying weapon and goes to work just butchering the tube men committing eight counts of first-degree tube manslaughter. Wow. The two wrestle a pretty great match till Bailey... Wait, hold on a second. The two wrestle a great match. Hell, Bailey is a great a great heel turn mm -hmm. right here because the way she wins, Charlotte hits a natural selection on Bailey, who is distracted while berating the ref after mm -hmm. Charlotte kicked out of her pen because mm -hmm. she did the the elbow drop. She's yeah. like, she can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Charlotte hits the uh, natural selection, and then she goes for the figure eight, mm -hmm. which Bailey pulls Charlotte's hair and mm -hmm. gets her into a roll-up position, hitting the three count. Great. Now, to, she wins the championship, and she's got a live mic to what she says, hey, bitches, Screw all of you and SmackDown. I believe that statement is to the fans that were chanting you tapped out when she had the breakdown after she lost the title. Yeah. Great. Love it. Love Heel Bailey. I told you Heel Bailey would be very good. I told you she had the potential. I didn't disagree. I don't care that you didn't disagree. I'm saying I, I don't said care. it. I said it. I called it. Now when this Hold on. Now when on Now when this happened, I thought to myself they're doing it just to inflate Charlotte's number, and I'm like not necessarily because also I'm pretty sure she's going to raw, mm -hmm. which is what happened anyway. Yeah. I think that was the whole plan. Get that number up mm -hmm. and just get her over to Raw with Becky. And this gets Bailey over really well as a heel. Sure does. Uh, tonight, as we speak, there's going to be, uh, what is it, a f Lacey Evans versus a bunch of women. I think Nikki uh, Cross. I think it's a six pack challenge. Nikki Cross, Mandy, maybe Sonya Deville's in it. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I, I, I hope she's not, because I don't want them to fight each other. Yeah, I try not to look at announced matches ahead of time, but I did see it. I'm pretty sure it's a six-pack challenge, and there's also some uh, a fatal four-way tag team thing. Separate. All right, sounds okay. So, what did you think of SmackDown overall? I liked it. thought it was good. The the Bailey, the blatancy of the heel turn, um, I thought was great. That really capped off the night really well. For me, SmackDown as a whole... Aside from if if I took all the draft stuff out, mm -hmm. SmackDown was good. Yeah, I didn't like. I was so let down by the draft mm -hmm. because of the way they were putting it over. It's going to be on Fox. They're going to do. They're going to try really hard. It's going to be this, that, and it's like. I guess that I fell into my own trap and I let my expectations be too high. Well, during during the commercial, well, not during the commercials, but like coming back from commercials, they would have like sportscasters talking about the I draft. hated that. I hated it also, but the mainstream folk, mainstream viewers, which are who they were targeting here, 
would have appreciated it because they would have recognized some of the people that I had no yeah, idea. It's like, why oh, this on my guy TV. from what Mad Mad Money, he likes wrestling. Yeah, he's interested. Maybe I'm interested now. Interesting that they didn't get uh, Tyrus's opinion. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's he, that's he works for Fox. I I guess so. They probably didn't want to, uh, or just not good enough. It could be that. They probably didn't want him to drop a Funkasaurus bomb or something. Ah, who knows? Uh, what else? Uh, alright, man, but, you know, I just didn't like it. I did, I didn't miss Jane Silent Bob not being there. I didn't, it wouldn't have done anything for me anyway. It's like, oh, hey, that was cool. Yeah, I saw you guys last week on All Elite. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, if you didn't think that that was gonna happen, Mm -hmm. you don't know Vince McMahon. Right. You just don't know the man. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, Death before dishonor, bitches. Mm-hmm. And starting I now. I don't count bitches. All right. So besides, Bailey said it, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Bailey's a role model. Why would she? She wouldn't. She's so. She's such a good role model. I like her music. You like her music? Yeah. I. I didn't. I. I wasn't able to fully pay attention. I just noticed it was. It was new and different. I'm like, okay. Um. I. I gotta listen to it more. I pulled up a video from a house show. Mm-hmm. It starts. The way it's supposed to, and then it does the fiend type thing where it like slows down a little bit, shuts, and then her new music comes on. Kind of like that. It's like they're abusing the sudden stop uh, effect now that they figured out how to do it. It's yeah, like, like somebody's shiny new toy. Yeah, like they were doing with Dolph for a while. Yeah, Eww. yeah, pretty much, just mm-hmm. like that. By the way, I really wish they did. I I have a name. For the tag team of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, I call them the Glorious Heels. Yeah. I think that's great. I do. I agree. Um, you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for Monday Night Raw? Boy, the continuation! Yes! Part of this two of the draft. Three hours of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Alright. So, this. We open with a flashback to the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, showing the sheer brutality inflicted by two men doing what they can to win. However, we will never know if it was the fiend playing mind games with Seth Rollins to get him to cross a line, showing that he is no different from the fiend. After all, Bray Wyatt sent out a cryptic tweet stating, Somewhere a mask to hide. Somewhere a mask to be free. Some just want to watch the world burn. I saw you. Everyone did. Mm. Raw opens with pyro and fanfare. Optimism is in the air. We are treated to main event caliber matchup. The man, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. The winner decides which brand chooses first. After voicing her distaste for Charlotte and not being able to mop the arena with Sasha Blue Hair Banks, Becky is ready to fight Charlotte. Charlotte just wants to be friends with Becky. And just as Becky's about to lean into either clock Charlotte in the face or shake her hand, mm. Charlotte strikes first. Mm. They brawl to commercial, and when it comes back, the bell rings. The two wrestled until Becky Lynch caught Flair with a crucifix pin. Because Flair lost focus mm. after she couldn't believe that uh, Becky kicked out again. And she got crucifixed. Right. It's almost like she didn't learn about what happened to Bailey when she almost lost. Like Bailey. Four won. days earlier. Yeah. Three days? Three days. So Raw gets the first pick. Yeah. I can't believe it. Charlie Caruso interviews 
Seth Rollins and mentions The Fiend was drafted to SmackDown. Seth says, The Fiend doesn't care about drafts. Feels like it's a little too early to let us know this doesn't mean shit. He mentions that he wants to, he went to a dark place at Hell in a Cell. Tonight, he's going fiend hunting. And it sounded just as bad as when I said it. Yeah. He's going to find him, he's going to end him, and he's going to burn it down. Throughout the night, there are a bunch of cringeworthy segments of celebrities pretending to care about the draft. Mm-hmm. I combined, combined round one and two for the draft picks. Okay. Uh, Stephanie comes out, um, and she goes, uh, for Raw, they have Shocker, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair, oh my god, I can't believe it, Andrade, and Zelina, mm-hmm. the Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, and Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Right. SmackDown gets the WWE Champion Brock Lesnar. What? Right. The New Day and Daniel Bryan. And here's something that the uh, the announcers say. A huge loss for Team Red. Even the King says it's a huge loss for Team Red. He's been on SmackDown since the last draft. Right. Um, also, Bailey. You missed that. That was the second round. Was it? After Daniel Bryan, yeah. You only listed three. Interesting. It's okay. Everything else was right. No, hold on a second. Yeah, I wasn't done reading. Oh, sorry. Because I was reading about the things they were saying about Daniel Bryan. Okay. So, he's been on SmackDown ever since, and Stephanie's like, SmackDown's about to be a little more eco-friendly. Oh! Since the last time Daniel Bryan was on? You mean forever? Right. And before you interrupted me, I was going to say, and in a shocking turn of events, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Well, at least the SmackDown Women's Championship is staying on SmackDown. You know, it could have won either way. It could have. But it didn't. Right. <laughs> the Viking Raiders raid the glorious heels and become the tag team champs. They are the first undefeated tag team to have held the IWGP, ROH, NXT, and Raw Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Then we go into third and fourth round. Raw has Raw gets Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. Umberto Carrillo, mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, Eric Rowan, and R Truth. Mm-hmm. SmackDown get Oh my God, Rich, I can't believe it, but they got Shinsuke Nakamura. What? And of course, that you know gives them Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Ali, which apparently is the harbinger of light. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glorious Heels mm-hmm. and Carmella. Aww. Yep. It's over. No longer will Truth and Carmella chill together unless it's a pay-per-view. No more dance breaks. Unless it's a pay-per-view. Okay. I'll pay for that. We come back to the Street Profits who want the smoke. Mm-hmm. And the OC is happy to oblige when they jump them after insulting them. Yep. We are then treated Wait, to... Sorry, but Montez Ford, I noted, he looked more pissed off than he looked hurt. And I was okay with that. I think he actually felt those feelings. Probably. <laughs> or just that damn good. Mm-hmm. The Street Profits want, to, want the smoke, and the OC is happy to oblige when they jump them after insulting them. We are then treated to Lana telling her masseuse that she likes it harder. Mm-hmm. 
The masseuse then offers to go deeper, which Lana responds, yes, <laughs> I like it deeper. And in comes Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. This feels like an answer to people wanting the Attitude Era back. Mm-hmm. Here you go, guys. She's going to flip over. Then we cut to Lawler, presiding over the contract signing between Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. Strowman lets Fury know, he's going to get these hands. Thus leading to Fury's first loss, and signs the contract. Mm -hmm. Fury lets Braun know, he's a fan, that his kids are big fans of Strowman, but he's in his element in any ring. That at WWE oil money, he's going to (laughs) knock Strowman out. Strowman responds by smashing a gimmick table. (laughs) Fury responds by having trouble snapping a pen. What was up with that? Unless you're going to snap the pen so you can put both pens into his eyeball simultaneously, I I, I don't know. I I wonder if he was really having trouble. I I don't... Yeah, I'm not positive. Get to the back. What is this pen made out of? (laughs) Did you set me up? Yeah, because I know it's like he had... Before he actually broke it, like he pulled it apart and he's like, ah, uh, and I think he didn't actually break it. Yeah, it's he was like, just holding the two halves. It's one of those yeah. things that you just screw yeah. in half. So I guess Strowman wins on that end. Um, yeah. So now we're into the fifth round. Uh, Raw gets Samoa Joe, Akira Tazawa, mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin. SmackDown gets Miz, King Corbin. And is it Shorty Gable later? Yep, that's later. Yeah. They get, and King Corbin. I was hoping that no one would pick King Corbin and he would just do this thing where it's like that they're competing to get him mm-hmm. and he's like the hottest free agent, but no one's calling him. Like we don't know that you can just show up anywhere as a free agent now and mm-hmm. then that's where you can stay. Right. But alas, yeah. you need a, a decent mid-level heel on SmackDown anyway. True. Um. So then we're treated to the... Tr- the the card for WWE Presents Blood Money, uh, <laughs> which is going to be, so far, Brock versus Kane, mm-hmm. Tyson Fury versus Strowman, the largest tag team turmoil match in history, mm-hmm. Team Hogan versus Team Flair, and Seth Rollins versus Fiend Falls Count Anywhere. Right. Rollins is no longer captain of Team Hogan. Right. So he's only wrestling... That happened on social media. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, that's for the Universal Championship and the Brock Lesnar King Velasquez matches for the WWE yes, Championship. It is, a which was match. yeah, it was made official. Um, so the sixth and final round, mm-hmm. but before that, the prophets are salty because they got beat up mm-hmm. and they call out the OC. But Dawkins is like, "Hold up, fam, they got the numbers, and they're gonna keep it a mystery." Because they want the smoke. Yeah, they're gonna get. A they're third. gonna get a third. I think it's gonna be someone from NXT. I was thinking Titus O'Neil, but oh, spoiler alert: maybe. sixth and final round. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil, and Liv Smart, Liv Morgan for Raw. Yes, and they played her old school music. Yeah, 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 yeah. SmackDown got Shorty Gable, Elias, the man we used to walk with. Yes. The Kabuki Warriors take on Natalia and her surprise partner, Lacey Evans, who was drafted to SmackDown on Friday. <laughs> you know, because she's rough and tough and took Natalia to her limits. 
Kabuki Warriors win when Lacey Evans hit a women's right on Kyrie Sane, not knowing she wasn't legal, only to get rolled up by Asuka. Kyrie Sane is the best sell of a women's right for this year, <laughs> if you ask me. Check out the Basement Booker's Facebook page on my four and a half minute video, which technically really is 30 seconds. <laughs> but I digress. Hill Film Express. What can you do with a free video editing software? Yeah, right. It's kind of my fault. I didn't screen it first. I was, I just needed to get it up. I was just proud of myself that I did something. Yeah, um, you got it up. Congrats. Thank you. And I did it without <laughs> any help. Uh, cut to an episode of Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt says he saw Seth. People say real mean things about Seth, but he thinks he's strong. And he thinks, Bray Wyatt, of Seth, that he's brave and that he's definitely smart. And please, you have to understand, he never forgets. He, of course, is referring to the fiend. Rambling Rabbit comes to warn Bray Wyatt that Seth is coming, and he's really mad, man. Mm-hmm. Bray says, not to worry. He keeps us safe here. Only to be attacked by Seth Rollins. Everyone is warning Seth what he's doing is a bad idea while he's tearing the place apart. Bray pleads with Seth, why? Why are you doing this? To please stop. Seth then channels his inner arsonist and burns it down. And, in rich fashion flips a table. We fade as the funhouse's set is engulfed in flames. End of Raw. I almost flipped the table once, alright? <laughs> it's you weren't still even there. in rich fashion. It doesn't and matter. I don't need there. to be there. Right. It doesn't change how humorous that was. Okay, that was quite a half week of wrestling. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I... So, it's only been... Three days, or is it two days, since Monday Night Raw, how many days after after SmackDown? Three, technically. Three days. And you already broke the rules. Well, here's the thing. The the draft moves aren't finalized until after the final trades are made later on. Who said that? I'm reading into it. That's that's one of those things that you harp on... Which shocks me that you would say such a thing that you harp on every time, every chance you get. As a matter of fact, also, so everyone that wasn't um, drafted, uh, quote unquote, they were able to go to whatever show they want, and you have those, right? Except no, because the executives picked them later on. Wow! So they can't go to whatever show they want. They go, they they still go into the show they're told. I need so, consistency here. I know. I hear you. So, going to Monday Night Raw in this supplemental draft that is not where these people necessarily want to go is No Way Jose, Mojo Rawley, the tag team of Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, the Iconics, and Sarah Logan, and going to SmackDown, staying on SmackDown in some cases, Luke Harper. Oh, they broke him up. They did. Cesaro, Drake Maverick, Fire and Desire, and Dana Brooke. I like that they kept Fire and Desire together. Uh, I mean, look, you need you need every you need people in different 
Yeah, they're parts. they're part of the women's tag division, mm-hmm. and th- it's important that they keep the women tag teams together. Right, and now. the women's tag team champions still go between both shows. Right, actually, technically, it should be all shows, but I've yet to see the women's championship make it to NXT. That's what I'm saying. Um, they have to. Maybe it's for sweeps, but they got to. They have to do it. Otherwise, it's like, why would you even say that? Exactly. Yeah. May- maybe they'll do it during sweeps week since. Uh, that now also starting early 2020 they're planning on uh, bringing NXT to larger venues um, taking it out of uh, full sale mm. thankfully and um, take going to like AEW size venue like 5,000 people Yo, as opposed to like 400 or did whatever. you hear the rumor that WWE was trying to buy um, the Japanese promotion uh, I think Noah I did not hear that and open NXT Japan I didn't hear that. I know that. I know that there have been a lot of talks about opening NXT Japan lately. I didn't hear that they were they were looking to buy Noah. Yeah, when I heard about that, my mind went to weird places. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I'm thinking about things like for some reason I thought about the Roman Empire because so I was thinking about like you know how life is right now. The real like, Roman Empire, not Roman Reigns. Like the real one, yeah. not the big dog. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure Michael Cole pushed for both of them to be on SmackDown so he could get his shit in. Yeah. But uh, I digress. And starting now. now. But how, like, they, they didn't start to crumble until they started to extend themselves, like, further than they could. Like, they kept trying to get more stuff. Like, I feel like WWE is getting so big. Because I remember everything was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, when it wasn't as big, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, trying to expand and then becoming a traded company and all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. then, like, you know, stuff was kind of fresh. But it's, like, it's hard, too. Creative's hard. It's, like, how do you keep things interesting after so many years? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I can't think of that many shows that just keeps getting better. Because, like it or not, WWE is, like, if you watch Raw, it's a show about a show that's about wrestling. Right. Right? And then you have shows like South Park, which it's been around for a long time, but it just gets better and better and better. It keeps improving. Right. Same thing for Always Sunny. Like, it's always getting better. There's there's no dip. You know, they've been consistent. Granted, if you add them up together, they still aren't all long. They're not on as long as wrestling, as Raw is. I think it's like the longest running, ep- running episode, blah, 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 and blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, I try to give a little leeway because it's like, just getting a show on air, you know, it's a lot of people. Yeah. That you gotta please. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's my take on, like, your point there regarding, like, the Roman Empire getting, like, watered down or whatever. I feel like it's a little different because NXT US is NXT. It's its own brand of WWE, but it is still developmental in its own way. Tell me you didn't say that. I did say that. NXT UK is more developmental than NXT. It's it's a step lower. I feel the same way. Because Vanilla NXT has a USA show. It's two hours long, and they're going to be touring the US soon. Um, NXT UK, they, they stay in the UK. They don't have a network show here in the US. But what they can do, because here's the thing. Let's say 
NXT Japan opens next year, right? I would love to watch that. Difference number one. They don't have... They're probably just going to speak Japanese. Because their fan base is all Japanese. Why would they make them all learn English? And use it completely, like, fully. I feel like what they, what they would do is, you know, they train, they train wrestling... And like on off days or whatever, they teach them English so that they can potentially move to the main WWE roster, Raw SmackDown, right? Or even NXT to get some further training. Uh, they tour Japan, stay in Japan. Um, but what they can do, since American fans for the most part aren't going to be watching NXT Japan, because it's in a different language, they can use story like. Raw, SmackDown, or NXT can use some of the storylines that worked over there because we're not watching it. We don't know. Mm. We're not going to know. How are we going to know? I, I, like, honestly... I, I might I, not have enough time to know. Exact, a, I can't devote the time. B, I don't want to watch wrestling with subtitles. I just don't. Oh, I don't mind. I watch a lot of anime. Okay, <laughs> so so some people might not mind because I'd have, and also it's incentive for me to be fully paying attention. You, you're dead. You're you're engaged. Mm-hmm. You can't futz around with your phone because you're gonna miss story. Right. You not you don't necessarily have to say you watch the match. It's like fine. You don't care about commentary, mm-hmm. but you're gonna miss something. Yeah. But uh, but also. They're, they are completely separate. Like, like the Roman Empire, like, it was one empire and it had to all be ruled, right? So, this is completely different. This is more like, you have the national government being WWE and you have states. UK. Japan. Regular NXT. You have your own things that you do over there. And then when you want to come up, we'll, we'll teach you the way. But like it's still it's still developmental. That they're still teaching them the WWE way. They're gonna have a performance center and the whole nine. But they're doing their own thing. It's untouched by Vince. Yeah, I mean we're getting close to XFL, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens after that. When because I'm pretty sure that's gonna take up most of his time. Four months away. Four months. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of getting there, uh, we're we're on to uh, Dynamite. We'll do that first, and then you can bring us the NXT in your way, mm-hmm. and then if we have time, we can talk a little bit about NWA Power, which you weren't able to see yet, mm-hmm. so I'll just do my best not to give everything away, but you should still watch it anyway, regardless. I, I plan to, yeah. But you're not going to remember what I say on this podcast anyway. Oh, I will tomorrow when I edit. Right. So maybe you watch it first and then edit. Maybe. Yeah. It's only an hour. I can do spoil. That. Yeah, exactly. So, this, this is a theme for AEW. It's mostly tag team matches, mm-hmm. uh, which I got to say I was cool with because they were good tag team matches. Well, there is a, there is a tournament going on right now. I know. But, like, even still, they had non-tournament tag team matches. Yeah, true. To, um, sort of, to showcase guys like Santana and Ortiz, for example. Yeah. So, the Best Friends versus SCU... Is it's a it's a match, I believe, in a tournament. Yeah. So the SCU, you know, they're a bunch of cool dudes. They're coming out to go fight, but then the Lucha Brothers come out and they attack them from behind. 
It it's supposed to be uh, Kazarian and um, Daniels mm-hmm. to tag, but Scorpio Sky comes out and makes a save, but he's too late for because Daniels gets. I think it's a pile driver, package pile driver, package pile driver into the uh, it's the ramp, it's like on, on the, the way. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't make it. Scorpio Sky's in the street clothes. He's like. I'm gonna come in here, and the ref's like, "No, you're not." And he's like, "Yes, I am." He's like, "All right, I guess you are." Look, he's out. I'm part of SCU. Yeah, just make it it happen, guys. Yeah, because originally his plan was not to be involved. He wanted the more experienced guys. Exactly. So, of course, SCU wins. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was a a nice effect that it he didn't have tape on. He was putting the tape on. He was wrestling in in, in his regular street shoes, and then he wasn't. He lost one, then he threw the other one out, and they threw it back. And then the ref threw it out. Yeah, he's got no shoes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, shoot. Okay, I covered that. All right, good. Oh, um, it was uh the finish. Saw it was a power bomb by Kazarian, and to a drop kick, um, from uh from Scorpio Sky. Into into Trent, mm-hmm. you know, when he hits the ground. Crazy um, athleticism by Sky. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, then we got LAX. Uh, can't call him that. Whatever, I'm going to call him that. Okay. okay? <laughs> Who are members of Jericho's Inner Circle. Yes. Versus John Silver, who we've seen wrestle for Evolve. Yeah. And Alex Reynolds. LAX. As I'm going to call them, wins with the street sweeper on silver. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's on the screen as LAX is leaving, and he says that it's going to be LAX versus Young Bucks at full gear because he thinks that they're the best, mm-hmm. and also they think they're the best because you can still yell, hear them yelling about how they're the best. The best, the best, the best. Uh, we got it. We, we get it. So next was a cool Cody promo slash Ford truck commercial. Wasn't sure. Because, you know, he's sitting there. He's, his wife's talking to him about what's on his itinerary. But it's like, it's almost like it's filmed where it's like he kind of can't really hear what she's saying. Like mm-hmm. he knows there's words coming out. Mm-hmm. But like he's really focused mm-hmm. on the task at hand. You know, he's training. Mm-hmm. You got DDP talking about him. Tony Schiavone talking about him. Um, all this you know, it was kind of cool. Like, I if you don't, if you didn't see it for yourself, you should see it. You, you can see it on Brandy Rhodes' Twitter. She posted it. Um, I did listen. I get that it's TV, but the most effective way to be in the float tank is fully nude. You don't wear shorts. I appreciate you wearing shorts for the sake of this video and for the cameraman and for the cameraman mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. But I hope after that you took. You took, you, you went and you did it the right way, au natural. You need to separate yourself from the corporeal in order to experience the spiritual. Anyway, um, so then we come back and it's Britt Baker, DND, versus Riho, who is a champion. This is a women's championship match. The thing I like about Rio is that every match she has so far has been a David Goliath situation because mm-hmm. she's always the smallest. She's like ninety eight pounds. Yeah, that belt almost wraps around itself. Yeah, and it's still a small belt. Mm-hmm. Like on a regular woman, it's a it's a it's a toy you get from WWE shop. <laughs> um, not only that, but she's been wrestling for nine years. So, she's got more experience than most wrestlers do anyway. Now, she's been wrestling since she's nine. 
Oh. Wrestling, I think, like like 13 years. I was just Sorry. quoting JR. Okay. Because he said it wrong. He I did. Just, I just follow what he yeah. says. Because, <laughs> all right. Believe it or not, if out of the OGs of announcing, because every promotion, AEW, NWA, and WWE, has a commentator that is too old. <laughs> King on Raw, mm-hmm. Ross on AEW. Mm-hmm. And Jim Cornette on NWA Power. Yes. Do you know who the best is? Graves. Jim Cornette on NWA Power. Oh, I'm, I'm talking three? about out of the old school people. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. Good. You gotta watch NWA Power. I will. Um, I saw. I saw the one segment. I don't know if it was on that episode, but with um, Kingston and Homicide and Thomas Latimer and I don't Royce something. I don't remember his name. The tag champs. So, so here. Uh, Riho gets the win, the win, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. obvious. She's still undefeated. Yep. Uh, she wins because, uh, Britt Baker tries to get her into the lockjaw, mm-hmm. but. She counters into crucifix. Yeah, but I'm not done. Sorry. I was gonna get there, but she does get countered in crucifix, but the point is, Riho had the wherewithal to keep her mouth closed, which mm-hmm. apparently she's the only one who knows that's the only way to counter, uh, the lockjaw is mm-hmm. to keep your mouth from being opened. Yeah. Eventually, Britt does get her finger in there, mm. but like you said, into the crucifix, pin one, two, three, the mm. St- end. Still, mm-hmm. I really like Riho as champ. I didn't want it before because I, we all know how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> about the match in the first place where she took on uh, the more um, dense, the more dense. Uh, more formidable in, uh, appearance, uh, Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now we're back with some more tag team wrestling. Yeah. Which sees the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and, uh, Marco versus Lucha Brothers. Uh, you know, the Lucha Brothers have the best look for, like, mostly Pentagon. Yeah. Like, when I see them, I'm like, I love their costumes, because it reminds me of being a kid when I first see... Like Rey Mysterio and those guys, because mm-hmm. that shit was cool. Yeah. But then it's like after a while, it's like it's more of the same. And these guys, it's like they did it better. Mm-hmm. Like the cool contacts, like Rey Mysterio had them, but not like Pentagon where he's got like black paint on his eyes. Right. So it looks like he's really possessed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he fully paints his face and then puts the mask on over it. That makes the most sense. Because like, what if you lose your mask by accident? You still kind of have like you know. Yeah. You still got that that menacing look. Mm-hmm. Um. And mostly, uh, mostly Pentagon is the one with the better look. The other guy, he's good. He's a badass. Yeah. Well, I, I really like, was it Phoenix, right? Yeah, Ray Phoenix. Ray his brother. Um. He's really quick, really freaking agile. The Lucha Brothers win when Pentagon does the arm breaker on Marco, and they hit the Seattle Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix dives at Jungle Boy on the outside, preventing the pin from being broken up. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I really dug that. Not that the kid would have had any time whatsoever to break that pin anyway. Yeah. From where he was to the ramp, even if he ran straight through, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have got there in time. But still, I appreciate it. Next, we had Pack and Moxley taking on Kenny, OMG, check out my perm, and Hangman. <laughs> we are all on the... And and then, um, here we go. Hang on a second, sorry. Uh, I went to the next paragraph. This, this little fonts and uh, word mm-hmm. on my phone... It's wreaking havoc on my eyesight. Uh, oh yeah, so they had a segment with Moxley where he's sitting in an empty arena and he says that one injury doesn't change, that he's at the top of the pecking order. 
The crowd chants happy birthday to Omega when the, as the match is starting, because, you know, it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omega and Hangman win. Uh, Hangman got the cover on Pac after he takes, after Pac takes the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, still undefeated in singles competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's main event time with Chris Jericho as the pain maker. He's a pain maker in this one, letting Darby Allen know. You're not. I'm not locked in here with you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're locked in here with me in this Philadelphia street fight that allows rope breaks and and submissions. Specifically, says it. It says it. Well, submissions. Understand the rope break thing was weird, but the announcers at least said that that was part of part of their rule set. Yeah. At first, I was hating on his eye makeup, but I think that's cool because, like, while like getting sweaty and looking tired kind of sells like you're spending energy mm-hmm. from further away you can see like the makeup's getting all messed up and whatever and yeah. smushed mm-hmm. so it's like it's kind of cool and darby allen on his makeup he had champ written yeah like all over New where champ, his paint yeah. is it was cool so it's like he's just you believe in yourself uh jericho's 225 so they say so they say mm-hmm. it's like he went from a cruiserweight to a heavyweight yeah you know it's funny he starts his career as a cruiserweight and it's gonna end as a heavyweight Hmm. Well, you know, put on weight, happen. Hey, he's still doing it. Yep. Um, uh, see, the crowd chants, thank you, Jericho, as the bell is rung, because, you know, people don't thank him for what he's done. That's right. Uh, oh, Darby Allen eventually winds up handcuffed. He's got his hand, both hands handcuffed behind his back. Mm-hmm. And he still puts up a decent fight against Jericho. Uh, had he been able to hook the legs, cause I, I don't know if he hit his finisher or part of it, the, where it looks like he does like the trust fall thing, or yeah. the jump, it's like the casket. The coffin drop. Coffin drop. I, I don't know if that's what it was that he was doing, but it kinda looked like it, mm-hmm. but it hit so well, Jericho barely kicked out. So mm-hmm. if the leg, we would have had a new champion. Yeah. Which is a good way to tell the story. Um, so it starts to wind up, wind down when Jericho power bombs, uh, Darby Allen on his skateboard. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen still kicks out. Uh, somehow he kicks the chair back at Jericho. I think Jericho wanted to hit him with it or something. Oh, it was a drop kick. Right. So he drop kicks the chair into him. Darby Allen goes to the top rope. It looks like he was going to do the casket drop, but out comes Jake Hager. Clocks him right in the jaw. Fully legal. Fully legal. And Jericho taps him out. The crowd was chanting, it's a street fight, every time, like, there was a rope break. Yeah, and but it's, it's like, like they didn't hear... Yeah, I get they didn't hear, but it should have Wait, been... but they didn't mention it, though. The announcers mentioned it. Yeah, but that's to us. That's right. not to them. exactly. And they should have. Yeah, like a ring announcer should right. say. Yeah, I, 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 I hope... I get the feeling that they would, but I hope that Cody, the Bucks, someone, whoever is in charge of this kind of thing, heard that... And realizes, okay, when a match is about to start, if it has different a different rule set than the fans are used to, the rules have to be announced at the start of the match, especially if one of those rules is going to come into play during the match. Yeah. Like, uh, like referee stoppage of a Hell in a Cell match. For, for instance. Exi- for instance. Uh, for the record, I it did end... With the inner circle, the rest of the inner circle coming to the ring and enjoying a little, a little bit, bit of the bubbly. End episode. Yeah. 
Um, so you failed to mention Moxley's uh, turning on. Who did he tag with? Pack. Pack. Yeah, he, he hit dirty deeds on Pack. I walked off. That's why it takes two to tango, Rich There you go. I can't, you know. <laughs> the fact that I was able to do all of this mm-hmm. is impressive. Okay? Yeah. I, I, I use. That, that, that was all great work. I've done covered. 300% more work than I've ever done since writing episodes. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. That's true. And we, I still have NWA power notes. Yeah. So. Um, so between NXT and All Elite, I will give the nod to All Elite this week. Okay, I is think, this when you tell me what NXT was about? Cause yeah, so I think I think Elite had the better show. Um, but NXT started with uh, Champa vs Garza, the return, the in ring return of Tommaso Champa. Um, apparently they're calling the draping DDT the Willow's Bell. Now, Interesting for well for Champa. That's his uh, finisher, which he beat Angel Garza with. After the, ma- after the match, the Undisputed Era come out. Kyle O'Reilly tosses a USB drive to Maronalo, telling him to take a look at it. When we come back from commercial... Oh, by the way, so the Undisputed Era sort of just surround the ring. Kyle tosses the USB drive to Maro, and they all gather back together and head back up the ramp. Champa, during this time, as they were, about to, as they were approaching the ring, he had grabbed his crutch and a chair and was waiting for them, and they decided not to attack. Their thing was they wanted Morrow to get a look at the video on the USB drive. When we come back from commercial, Morrow had gotten the USB drive to the truck, or PA, I guess, or whatever, or just, hey, it was their video anyway. Nah. Um, and the video shows the aftermath of a beatdown by the Undisputed Era on the Velveteen Dream, with a message from Adam Cole to both Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa, basically saying, if you want some of this... Come get it, but you can't handle it. And we are keeping all the gold. Interesting. Match two had Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner facing Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. These guys are members of Imperium, They right? are members of Imperium. And apparently when Wal- when Walter is not there, they have their own image on the screen. Which so they can stand under their names. Exactly, which excludes Walter's name. Mm, of course. So that's cool. Um... Bartella and Eichner won with a European bomb, which is a power bomb European uppercut combo. I can see it in my mind. Onto Oni Larkin in a hard hitting match. I love Oni Larkin's Twitter. Oh, one yeah. time I had a match with Fabian Eichner. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, All more, caps. Every every week lately, Morrow has been referencing the fact that. Oni Larkin tech, uh, tweets in all caps. I love that he tweets in all caps. And I lo- love when he types, like, uh, what is it, amped up or hyped up or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Like, the one he had about Vince was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, next we're showing a video from earlier backstage with John Gargano telling Charlie Caruso that he won't know how he feels about Tommaso Ciampa's return until he sees him face to face. I'm thinking there's going to be an alliance. So be an alliance between Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream. Mm. I feel like. And maybe somebody else. That's interesting. Take on the Undisputed Era. Because think about it. They they beat up Velveteen Dream, but they wanted to send a message to Finn Balor Mm -hmm. and Tommaso. Because 
Finn and Tommaso both are laying claim to the NXT Championship. Exactly. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right, but when they each also want the championship, that, I mean, it just looks well, like... Well, the best way to do that is to make sure that the, you, you take care of the Undisputed Era. True. You, 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 like in wrestling terms, by taking the championships, you demoralize them. Mm-hmm. You know, get the tag belts off of them, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, I'm wondering what they're trying to do. Like, what Finn Balor's role is going to be on NXT now. Mm-hmm. You know? Curious. Indeed. In our next segment, Io Shirai beat Caden Carter, who formerly known as Lacey Lane from the Man Classic. She's a black girl with the long... Um, There's only one Lacey, damn it. You better change that name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why she did it. Um, long hair, really There's still athletic. two Eric's. It's true. Um, green contacts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she beat her with the moonsault. After the match, Io starts a promo. She mentioned Rhea Ripley. Um, and then Rhea Ripley comes out, takes the mic from her, and says, if you mention my name again, I'll shut you up like I did last week. And she better, she better put some respect on it, too. Mm-hmm. She better put respect on that. Io Shirai shouts some stuff at her in Japanese, and then walks up the ramp. I still need to learn that language. It's apparently a very difficult language to learn. I know, but I just want to. Go for it. That's something interesting to have in your toolbox, you know? Yeah. I just be on this podcast and just say stuff to, in Japanese to you, and you're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, that's what I, like, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you, but I don't hear you. <laughs> right. Uh, in our next segment, Willing Regal tells uh, Kathy Kelly that the Velveteen Dream won't be able to compete for quite a while due to the severity of the attack by the Undisputed Era. He's out with injury too, right? Um, Is that why? Not as far as I know. Uh, I but, thought he was injured after the North American title match. I think I remember reading something about it. Maybe this is maybe this uh, is the storyline. Yeah. Thing. But the Ro- Roderick Strong will defend the North American Championship versus the winner of the match between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, which is the rubber match. Oh right, I heard that match was okay. It was. It was. It was a exactly what we come to expect from these two. It, it was. It was a hard hitter. A lot of great athleticism. Uh, I'll take your word for it. It was a great I don't match. Care about either one of those guys. Right. It was a great match up until they were both up on the top turnbuckle, and Keith Lee had Dijakovic in a compromising position, about to do something when Roddy runs down and hits Keith Lee in the face with the North American Championship belt. So now he has to fight both of them? Wow, you sure you didn't see NXT? I watch a lot of wrestling. There you go. <laughs> Regal immediately comes out and Does makes... he call him Sunshine? Ooh, I don't remember. Oh, it'd be great if he calls him Sunshine. Regal was pissed. That it definitely sounds like he said Sunshine. <laughs> no, listen here, Sunshine. Yeah. You're gonna defend against both of them now. Next week. And then Roddy's gonna, he's got that face like, come on, you know, like, yeah. Da, 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 yeah, next week, triple threat. By the way, when the Undisputed Era came out initially, uh, Roddy's shirt was ripped, and we saw in the aftermath that we guess that that's how it got ripped in the attack on Velveteen Dream. Ah. So, there they go, making it look a little realistic. It was ripped and, like, stretched. It's still real to me, damn it. There you go. Our next match had Matt Riddle. Matthew, is he going by Matthew now? No, he was going by Matthew, now it's Matt. Interesting, I never heard the Matthew part. Yeah, I, see, from, from his Ultimate Fighter days, it was Matthew. 
Yeah, I just go by the supercard. Yeah, that, they have the right names. Right, but that's why, like by default, I I call him. I would call him Matthew Riddle because that was how they. Those days are over. This is a different man now. Yes, he's allowed to smoke the weed now. Bro. So he beat Bronson Reed with the Bro Derek, which is a modified power slam. It was sort of a almost a like from a tombstone position, and he slams him down. Cool. Bro Derek. I forgot. Somebody has a finisher like that. It's like a tombstone power driver, mm-hmm. but the woman is like on the back of them. Oh, it's NWA power. Okay. I'll mention I, th- I, think, I think I know the move. Um, Homicide uses it. Interesting. Where it's like belly to back. Yes. Okay. I, I've seen it before. Where I, they have to wrap. It's basically the tombstone, but that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Homicide used to use that. Uh, in our, so there was a Bianca Belair vignette. Kushida was shown backstage talking to a trainer and he had a cast on his arm and Morrow tells us he aggravated a wrist injury. Please don't be another Kenta situation. Right. Um, we then had Tegan Knox versus Tainara. The return to in-ring competition on NXT. Yes, and the loss of the last name Kanchi, because no one knows how to spell and or say it. That's usually a great indicator. Yeah. Uh, I like Tainara very much, but of course she lost to Tegan Knox with the shiningest of wizards. Uh, after the match, Kathy Kelly's about to interview her, uh, Dakota Kai comes out to celebrate with her. But Shayna Baszler and her crew come out to intimidate her before she could say that she should get a title shot. Because she knows that's what she, where she was going to go with that. We had a Finn Balor vignette saying that next week, his future will be his past. Okay. Because he was former NXT champion. Oh. Killian Dane. Beat this guy named Boa. I don't know. Understand the hype behind this guy. I don't know why his name is just Boa. Is it the giant Chinese guy? He's not a giant, but he is Chinese. Okay. Like he's not the one you're thinking of. Oh, all right. Uh, Anyway, so he beat him with a modified camel clutch after three Vader bombs. Three. Three. One should do it. Wow. All right. That's listen. If 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 you can beat your opponent, and the options are just beat him. Or beat him and turn him into tomato paste, so he definitely can't get up. Why not go for tomato paste? I'm making the paste. There you go. Uh, and in the main event, we had Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Damian Priest won with the Reckoning. What? Which is his version of the Crossroads, following a low blow Ooh. that was missed by the ref. During a corner scuffle, uh, they were they were scuffling in the corner, and I don't remember her name, the female ref that WWE has. She got in between them or whatever, and I guess like a forearm like backed her in the face, so she like walked off, and boom, straight kick between the uprights. Whoa! Here I thought he won clean. No, and then he wow. hit he hit the reckoning, and that was it. Wow. Uh, I say AEW has the better female referee. Just Aubrey saying. Edwards is awesome. Yeah. The way she she was yelling at Jericho. Yeah. Great. I love that. She's I really so do. good. And I I know that essentially this is making the referee a character. Yeah, because, you're supposed to first of all, the referee's the law. Right. It doesn't it if you have good enough one, because Hebner eventually became a character, and I think that shows like 
the, 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 the makings of a good official. Well, yeah, but also, I don't know how long the Hebner brothers were refereeing before the Twin Magic incident, the first Twin Magic, with the, what was that, uh, Andre? Yes, Andre the Giant versus yeah. Hulk Hogan. Right. When there were two. Yeah. Um, but I think that that was, okay, that was the first time I had ever seen the referee actually play a part in the match. That's the first time, and then the screw job. Because yeah. unwillingly. Right. You know? Oh, man. We could talk for hours. We, we could talk for hours about we the don't screw have job, that. but we don't have that. We're already almost done. Uh, but yeah. Uh, great effort by NXT this week, but I feel like, um, All Elite had the better show. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I'm not like miffed that I missed, um, NXT. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me. I will, I really, I don't know, maybe it's the freshness aspect or whatever, because it's kind of hard for me to get me to watch anything that's not WWE. Yeah. And All Elite works for me. It's mostly because, uh, I like Cody's story and it's, it's, you know, I like that. Mm. I like what he did. So I'm trying to like support him and make sure. They keep on going. Yeah, honestly, I I think DVR replays and later on replays of the shows. I think those get factored into the ratings, but I'm not positive. Even still, um, All Elite still dominated NXT this week. Yeah, it was like 1.4 million to. It makes sense, man. So, I I knew I knew this was gonna happen. Like I had a feeling that more people would watch All Elite than NXT. Yeah, I had a feeling. I think I think part of it is just it's that newness. That and on WWE side of things, I don't think they necessarily need NXT to beat them. They just want NXT to take some of their viewership away so that they have less power for uh regarding their uh network contracts. Mm. They actually did way more than TNT was expecting from them, which is great. Yeah. Um I like I like all the. It, I mean, I watch both, and I think I think I've said here before. I know you're going to watch all elite live, so I feel compelled to watch NXT so that we can discuss the differences between the two. So, all right. So, did you want to discuss? You want to hear about NWA Power? Power. NWA Power is cool because it's studio wrestling. Like the old days in mm-hmm. Georgia and shit. Mm-hmm. And it is starting now. now. And it is in Georgia. Like they have the mm-hmm. Georgia you know. logo. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, the people can hear the commentary. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Unless I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the people there can also hear the commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's James Cornette, Jim Cornette, and I don't know who. Some other person. I forgot. Doesn't matter. Right. Um, it started with, uh, I don't remember, I didn't get the interview guy's name because it showed up once. I'm like, I'm not rewinding this. I'm on a live stream here. I want to stay current because you're in the chat room with a bunch of other people watching that. Yeah. So they had Aaron Stevens, who we formerly known as Damian Sandow. Mizdow. Who, who says that he quietly retired from professional wrestling. Then he heard that NWA is back, and maybe he might make a comeback because this is where it's supposed to be, where wrestling's at. Nice. 
Um, the first match was Trevor Murdoch. Wow, returning from retirement. Good. Uh, versus a wrestler named Ricky Starks, who let me know when you watch this. He does a great promo. He kind of feels like The Rock, like a little bit, like a he's got a little bit of The Rock in him, like early The Rock, mm-hmm. like post Mayavia, pre The Rock, like in there, the glimmer. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's a spark there that, if properly harnessed and exploited, mm-hmm. can be something. Um, Good for him, then. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Murdoch's story is he's recently come from retirement, basically because he's tired of wrestling with kids, <laughs> and it's too. It was getting too damn soft. Mm. We heard NWA was coming back. He had to be there. Uh, the po- uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, wins with a crucifix pin. Interesting. Uh, post match, Murdoch, you know, cause the guy, you know, he's down there. He, after the match, they go, they talk to the guy that was talking to Aaron Stevens earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, uh, Murdoch comes out, he comes down and gives him a shit. He said, kid, it just wasn't my night. Good job. Whatever. Shook his hand and just left. And Ricky Starks cut a promo. Mm. I advise you, if you didn't watch NWA Power to check it out, Ricky Starks is Jerry's talent to watch uh, for this week. Just think about that. Check it out. We're going to get a board for that. Jerry's talent to watch. Yes. <laughs> so, um, then we get a tag match, but before that is a pre uh, interview before that. Uh, it's Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hmm. Uh, he says, he Colt says he's at 100%, he's a 100% brand new Colt. He wants all the belts. Hmm. And he's got a partner, and he's got a name. It's Mr. Anderson. Yes. Anderson. Awesome. Anderson says, instead of saying what we're going to do to these guys, you know, they know what's going to happen. So it's Colt. Cabana and Anderson versus Jordan Kingsley and I'm really sorry if you were the other talent in the match and you're listening, but I forgot. <laughs> but you were great. <laughs> um, there's some drama with Nick Aldis, uh, this interview guy. I forgot what his name is, but he keeps saying that he's an award-winning journalist. Uh, he's an award-winning broadcast journalist. And I couldn't help but hear you. <laughs> I'm like, please hit this guy. <laughs> is uh, is Nick Aldis still their NWA champion? He is. Okay. Uh, that's actually the controversy because uh, the interview guy that keeps calling out Aldis wants to know what his relationship is with um, the lady he hangs out with named Camille, who doesn't speak at all or nothing. Um, we'll get into that later because hmm. that does happen. Um. So, you know, Colt and uh, Anderson win. Uh, Kyle Davis, I think that's the guy from the beginning. That inter- he, He's the interview guy. He interviews um, uh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie says, and I this is not verbatim, tag teams might be top notch, but they ain't shit if they can't beat him. And the god of New York, Homicide. Hmm. Starting um, now. now. I was just reading what, what Eddie Kingston said. Okay. Uh, 
And he did curse in the match, by the way, that they have later. Nice. Well, it's YouTube, so. But yeah. Allison, Allison K, who's the women's champ. Ah, I love her. She's great. She defeats Ashley Vox. Allison has been champ for 150 plus days. Allison K wins with a cool move. The one that I was telling you about. The okay. one that looks like a tombstone. Yeah. Uh, post-match, the champ gives her props to her opponent. You have a bright future, just not with my championship. Hmm. Uh, Kyle Davis then interviews the former champ. He try he attempts to make an interview with the former champion Tim Storm. It's like in the backstage area. He's like walking past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he tried. The champ had no words. He looked pretty disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have an interview with James Storm, which he cuts a good promo. Definitely check that out. He's uh, usually very good. At that. He says because he's a national championship. Uh, he has a national championship that Colt had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that the national championship is a prop to get him to the 10 pounds of gold mm-hmm. where he belongs. He's here to be the champ. And unlike those boys in the back, he's a grown-ass man starting now. Mm-hmm. Eli Drake comes out and he's like, hey, man, that's championship is a big deal. You are the man next. That means you're the man next in line. Take your shot. But if you do happen to win the goal, don't forget about your boy. Uh, then we have, this is great. They have commercials. That reminds me of the old days. It's a commercial for Austin Idol's wrestling school. It's wow, incredible. It's like one of those late night infomercials from the 90s. Uh, it's universalwrestlingcollege.com in case anybody's interested. <laughs> Um, now we have, this is the main event. It's the Wild Cards versus Eddie Kingston and Homicide for the Tag Team Championships. Homicide knows how to fight through pain. Because this is the story that, uh, Cordes telling. He survived a drive-by and wrestled that very night. Eddie Kingston wow. said to one of the guys that, the other, uh, team, uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember their names of the guys on Wild Cards, but... Uh, One of them's Thomas Latimer. You keep staring at me and I'll poke your effing eyes out. <laughs> he did get bleeped. Um, uh, and then, uh, I guess it's a team called The Dawson. Uh, that's that's the team. Uh, they invade the match and beat on Homicide after low-blowing Eddie Kingston. They toss the champs out and it's a no contest. I don't know who the Dawsons are. Whatever. They're uh, from the creek? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they're wrestlers and not related to some stupid t- TV show. Okay. Uh, maybe they're brothers know. and their last name is Dawson? Can't be Scott. Maybe. No. <laughs> Nick Aldis with Camille being interviewed. Uh, she's probably She's probably his heater, but she's hot. She's like... Uh, Nick puts over Tim Storm. Um, he says that he has Camille in his corner because the last time he decided to go out on his own to defend his championship, he lost to an inferior wrestler because of outside interference. He talked, of course, talking about Cody Rhodes, who, uh, had Brandy Rhodes interfere on his behalf. Mm. And that, that was, that's his equalizer. Okay. And the interviewer was like, he wants to ask Camille. And because people are accusing Nick Aldis of not letting her speak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go ahead, fine, whatever. She doesn't want to talk. Basically, she doesn't want to talk. That's it. 
End of episode. So, alright, I'm kind of... So, I don't know what this Camille looks like. She's but you say this she's a tall, here. blonde chick. Is she, like, built like no. a bodybuilder? She looks like no? a supermodel. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so, you, you you said she's... All right, so... She's basically like a Brandy Rhodes for him. I didn't see the match where he fought Storm, so I don't know if she... I think maybe she did do something if this interview guy wants to know about what the what their relationship is. Like, why does she have to be around? Okay. Um, I don't know. You said she refused to speak. I'm like, all right, so she's kind of like China when she refused to speak when she was with DX. I don't think anybody asked her anything. China? Yeah. Did they? There wasn't a thing where they're like, no, she won't talk. But she didn't talk. She was yeah, just, but like, it's not like Any segment was... that Triple H and Shawn Michaels had, she was just standing with her arms crossed as they were doing their silliness. Yeah, I get it, but I don't think it's the same because nobody's asking anything of her. Okay. That's just kind of like how I was picturing it in my head. I definitely want to check it out. You uh, gotta check it out! So many of these guys I'm a big fan of, particularly like Carl... Oh, jeez, Carl, not Carl. Anderson! Ken Anderson, Eddie Kingston, Thomas Latimer, uh, formerly known as Bram in Impact, Nick Aldis, who was who was on his way to being a top talent in TNA wrestling when their friggin' executives just got shuffled. Doesn't matter, bro. He's got 10 pounds of gold now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great talent there, it seems. Huge. Huge. Uh, L- Allison K. I love Allison K. She's great in TNA. Uh, she was... I'm not a fan of the women's championship because it also looks like it's from shop, but mm-hmm. not at. But the AW the AEW belt looks better than their women's championship. Okay, I would say Raw. Well, I'm I like the blue better, but either way, yeah. the women's championships. Yeah. Then I would put the women's NXT championship. Then comes the AEW one, and then comes in the power. Okay. Uh, but I'm, like I said, I'm a big fan of Alice K. She was in the Mae Young Classic. So she's wrestled so far for the NWA, for Impact Wrestling, and WWE. Nice. Uh, I was, I was kind of, I was really hoping WWE would sign her. She is so damn good. She's got a great character. Um, Impact, she was known as Sienna. We talked about her extensively. Uh, Trevor Murdoch. Wow. Does he still have the chops? Yeah. Cool. Dude, it's like someone cryogenically froze him, mm-hmm. and that's why he's been missing, and he's just fine. Cool. It gave me flashbacks of the Caden Murdoch days. So I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. I, I, I like the shoot aspect where it's like he's respectful, you know, because like he's old school and stuff like that, but not too old school where he's like, he's going to really break you down, you know, yeah. like really get stiff with you. You know, I kind of see what you're saying, that... NWA Power kind of a little bit has a Jarrett Smackdown kind of feel. Right? <laughs> um, Territory so I, days. I wonder if they if they have a TV deal, but only in Georgia. I don't know, because I had to watch it on YouTube. Right. Hmm. Very interesting. Which is smart, because you could get YouTube on anything. Yeah. So... You like you don't need to subscribe to anything. There's no network to subscribe to. It's like oh YouTube TV now, just regular YouTube. 
I don't think people you I don't think the WWE utilizes YouTube to its full potential. Cause like, okay, I didn't want to make this too long of a discussion because I didn't want to like you know bore anybody. But I was thinking, you have we've probably spoken about this. Well, you have X amount of TV time, right? And there's like. I don't know, 70 wrestlers that we know of. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of hard to do things in storyline. But I thought, like, more wrestlers should have their own YouTube channel where they try to, like, they can just do, like, their own promos as long as they follow certain rules. WWE can have their own rules or whatever. But it's, like, trying to get matches, Mm -hmm. like, challenging people. Because you can't, you could tell but so many stories. You know, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get this match against so-and-so. Oh, but it's not getting cleared because of this, that, and whatever. You know, and you could have them go at each other on social. Kind of like what the Elite would do with YouTube, using their show Being the Elite to, like, promote angles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a good thing that they should have done. It's like, collaborate. Be like, yo, hey, you want to do something on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Let's try to do an angle, man. Let's see if they like it. Yeah, well, they... Because uh, um, maybe like they, you know, they do have the bickering on Twitter and such. Yeah, but that's not as good because it's like you could just write a tweet. Yeah, you know. Also, the Dolph Ziggler Goldberg thing that WWE is just not acknowledging. Yeah, and you're not showing. I need to see, like, do a video or something. It's like, oh, didn't it, didn't they? No, they showed a scuffle at a re- the restaurant thing. Yeah, but that's like, I didn't know what to make of that. That was more uncomfortable than like. I definitely know this is a work. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a work, but was it a work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people actually trying to make opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, because then it's like, if you do it on your own, right? Say you do it on your own, mm-hmm. and it's like, the office sees, they don't think of, they're not thinking of, like, on, they see you guys on paper. But if you do something in visual format, and they can see how... Say a no way Jose versus Titus O'Neil angle would look like. They can see what it looks like with you guys doing it because on paper it's not interesting to them. But if it's done well enough, hey, maybe we have something here. Just for example, I I, I just yeah. pick two random guys. Maybe they don't want to waste the resources as far as like having a cameraman out there risking potential damage, wear and tear and damage. What you ain't got a friend? Get a friend. I'm sure wrestlers have friends. Like hey, just hold my phone. Record this. It could be raw. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know why they don't do it. Um, they do produce... There's a lot of friggin' content. Look, I know, man. I'm trying to make stuff, you know, to get on a Facebook page. Yeah. But that's just this one little thing. But then again, it's just... There's only two of us working on this thing. They have... Everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's a it's a big machine. They you know maybe they could spare the resources. Maybe they I don't know. Whatever, we'll see. Yeah, I'm maybe, good. Dude. May, maybe they're just content with the social media interaction, the the hits on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I mean you don't even have to do a YouTube video. You can have like a thirty second Instagram, like of two of you arguing mm-hmm. or just scraping at a Denny's. You know whatever. I don't know. In the Denny's parking lot. Yeah, right. He attacked me while I was on the road. Meanwhile, you guys ride together, and it's on an episode of Ride Along in like three months. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to do this angle, man. <laughs> you said this to Eric. Eric Rowan and... From Viking Raiders. Oh, right. It's Eric and Ivar. Okay. Ivar the Terrible. Ugh. 
I forgot what Eric's that was dumb. Uh, Eric the Angry. That was Is it. it really Eric the Angry? That was what he called him, yeah. Oh my god, that is so stupid but great. <laughs> yeah. Um Did he pack his angry eyes? You you could have them both at like a Starbucks or something. Like, that's my coffee. No, it's my coffee because it just says Eric on it. Yeah, I guess. And having the having the poor coffee maker who I won't call a fucking barista. starting now barista, because barista, you uncivilized swine. He's a coffee maker. You want a venti? It's a coffee maker. Um, Ch- ha- have venti just be chai like, latte, please. Yeah, right. Have him just be like, oh, you ordered through the app. It just says Eric. I don't know. I'm gonna put this here. Maybe you guys can fight over it. Imagine Rollins on Tinder and he uses um. Eric from the Viking Raiders picture instead of his. Oh, geez. Just to mess with him. You know, that would, that would, that would really mess with him because uh, that's one that's married to Sarah Logan. Exactly. I always wonder, like, for certain wrestlers, like, you got wrestlers that could just, like, ease in through a crowd and you wouldn't think they were a wrestler. They were just regular dudes. Like Eddie Kingston? Yeah, like Eddie Kingston. But then again, he's not, like, it's, like, maybe, like, a regular dude, but one that probably in a gang and could stab me. Like Eddie know? Kingston. Yeah, exactly. Like Eddie <laughs> Kingston. And then there's guys like, I don't know, Braun Strowman. Like, is there like a special dating app for like wrestlers? Because you can't get along with regular people. Mm-hmm. You're on the road all the time. The headlock of love. <laughs> I, was, I was telling my wife today about the um, about uh, our experience with Eddie Kingston and everything. And I, I was thinking back, I'm like, you know, Chauncey Blackheart just signed with, with WWE. I now I regret. And we just we saw her. We were we. She was just walking around. Yeah. Now I regret not get, not going and getting her autograph. Yeah. I was like, I'm focused on next hey, man. guys. I didn't th- I didn't know. No regrets, was, dude. I didn't know she was like really on their radar like that. But she's she's been a pretty big name. Hey, in, you in knew Indian about her more than I did. So I saw her on uh, Impact. She was she did their gut check and then she had quite a few matches with them. Yeah, you told me that night. Yeah. She was good. A lot of good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think you have anything you want to share, or is everything cool? Uh, no. I think I, we covered a ton of wrestling today. We did. I think the moral of this week's podcast is that there's a lot of wrestling content out there. If you're not happy with one, feel free to take your time and watch one of the others. Yeah. And NWA could use your support. All Elite could use your support. Even though they're beating NXT, um... Oli can still use your support. By the way, um, I read that at the, um, the crowd reaction to the Hell in a Cell, Vince McMahon was seen laughing about it. Nice. I love it. I love it. I hope that's true. I like that a lot. And that goes to show you, any publicity is good publicity. It got people talking. People How? were talking about yeah. it online on social media for a long time. That had, you know, that you get people talking. It's like, all right, you you go watch Oli. On Wednesday. We're going to p- still produce our three-hour show on Monday. And now, anytime you mention Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. you're going to remember that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do about this false count anywhere. Also, the original finish to that was that Bray was going to take a bump off the top of the cage and not be able to compete. But then after the match was declared over, he was going to get uh, Seth in the mandible claw. Not a fan of that. Because it feels like they're doing a thing again. Yeah. Only this time Mick Foley is an indestructible monster man. Right. Um, but like we suspected, uh, Vince didn't want The Fiend beaten. Yeah, but 
you could have done the opposite and had it where it's a one-side beatdown of The Fiend on Seth. The Fiend refuses to pin Seth Rollins, and that's when the referee decides you're visiting too much. He's not even trying to pin him. He's just trying to basically kill the guy. It's not about winning. Right. Um, I understand. Or... I I have to defend the way they did it. But this way, because okay, go ahead. Or you have Seth Rollins lose to the Fiend. First of all, the match is half as long. That match was too long. Mm -hmm. Um, you have him lose to the Fiend, and the Fiend's on Firefly Funhouse the next day. At no, he's not on it. But Bray Wyatt's like, oh, look what I found, and it's the Universal Championship in like the trash. Because the fiend doesn't care about championships. Mm. Some men, aren't. But the, but he also wanted Seth to retain the championship. Do you ever watch The Dark Knight? Uh, yeah, the one time. Okay, so in this, Alfred tells a story about when he was in the army, and when he was in Burma, that a shipment of stones went missing on the road Mm -hmm. and they were robbed by a bandit so later on they see these little kids playing with gems a gem the size of a fist Mm. and they they just found it on the road you see the the i'm doing this like the worst way but the bandit he didn't he didn't want those stones he did it for sport Mm. because it'd be fun some men don't do things for money or riches. No, nothing logical. Some men mm-hmm. just want to watch the world burn. But the fiend is not a man. Just remember, the fiend's not a man. He just wants him for pain. So your your scenario there, what would have been able to stop the fiend from beating on Seth? That's a good point. So. Comparatively, maybe done when he's done, when he feels that he's done. Yes, I don't know. You could have had him just beat him up, and then even after they call for the no contest and he's still beating on him, he just starts laughing at his unconscious body, and then he's gone. I don't know that loop recording that we hear. Yeah, the <laughs> I like it. It kind of reminds me of. Um, in the first Batman movie, when the Joker, like, he, he dies, and he's got the mm-hmm. little pouch that's got the laughter in it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Cool. So, yeah, as I was saying, there's a lot of content. If you're not happy with one show, watch another. There's plenty out there. NWA Power, Elite are great alternatives. Hey, Impact still has a show. You can uh, watch that. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have any Impact. <laughs> I just can't. I don't have that much time. Definitely third, if not fourth. But, I mean, at least Impact has a national TV deal. Yeah. I mean, look, NWA Power was an hour, so I was able to squeeze that in, you know. Uh, that's that's really all I can do. So it's, it's always a trade-off, time versus interest. Indeed. Speaking of time versus interest, I think this is the part of the podcast where I tell you guys what you should be interested in. What you should be interested in is in the new and improved Facebook Booker's Facebook page. 
come on down, check it out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do whatever it takes to get some entertaining stuff on there. Who knows? Maybe it'll stick. Let us know how you feel. Uh, basementbookers at Gmail. If you want to write an email, you got any questions or anything, who knows? It might even get read on the air and maybe be the birth of the, uh, fan mail segment. You know, in order to have a fan mail segment, we need fan mail. More of your fan mail, please. So here we are, reaching out our collective hands in this six-man tag match where you are our third man, and we are reaching out for you, and you can get the hot tag. And if you want that hot tag, five-star review on iTunes, baby. Hook it up for the basement bookers, because that's how people care about things. And just telling a friend, getting them over here, Getting us over. Basement Bookers Podcast on Twitter. Oh, you know, we're Basement Bookers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then there's Rich there is, and you got me over there. You can still get me at Basement Jair. And, uh, you know, till next time, the match of life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says. Please, and thank you.